What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. What's your relationship with being a beginner? I heard this question phrased this way in a story being told on a podcast the other day. The speaker had their therapist ask them this question. And I thought it was an important way to phrase this question to add to this topic that I'm sure I've touched on in the past. What's your relationship with beginning again? Can you bear the beginnings? If I was to think about one thing that holds us back as we get older more than any other thing, it's that we create too much distance from that feeling of starting fresh, from those Phases in our lives when we are just beginning something and learning something and then accept ourselves to not be good at that thing. We forget what it's like to get up, fall down, get up again, fall down again, especially as we get older. And each one of those times that we fall down, we take much more of an emotional toll with that falling down as an adult than we did when we were younger. We used to accept it to be a natural course of doing anything. When you learn to walk, when you learn to ride a bike, when you took on any new sport or hobby, when you learn to drive, you didn't have any false expectations about needing to be good in a short amount of time. As much as you wanted it, you still accepted that it would take some time. You allowed yourself the time to grow into it, to mature, to suck at first. Somewhere as we get older, we lose the strength in that muscle because we stop working it. It's almost like we foolishly think because we have forgotten what it was like that somehow we were dropped in the middle of our abilities, in the middle of the story that we are living. We forget that we too once were beginners in the very thing that we are proficient in now. And the more distance we have from those beginning stages, the weaker we are at least emotionally exercising those stages again in a new thing, in a new venture. And for this reason, we become less likely to want to begin again because we don't want to go through the difficulty because we forgot what it used to be like to be a beginner. And now it's much more of an emotional thing for us because we don't want to feel that discomfort of not being good as an adult. And there's this pervasive thinking that says, do what you are good at and outsource the rest and don't spend too much time working on your weaknesses. And as someone who thinks he can be great at a lot of different things, it doesn't jive with me. Yeah, maybe you want to spend the majority of your time doing the things that get you the highest productivity of output, but you still want to work on your weaknesses. But as humans, we don't really even know what we could be good at. We have no idea where the ceiling of our potential is. We don't know the upper limits of what we can achieve unless you really go out there and try to achieve all those things that you are weak at. So who's to say that what is your weakness today is only that way because it didn't get enough exercise. Or who's to say they cannot become our strengths if we keep working on them? And who's to say that we won't surpass our current strengths with those? And again, how did our current strengths become our strengths in the first place? We've forgotten those stages. Maybe you did have a natural proclivity and inclination towards some things, but somewhere in there, you honed that skill or ability. You stuck with it. You spent the necessary time to do so. And in those beginning stages that you have soon forgotten is where all that was developed. And then when we get older, these abilities, then whatever we are good at, then pad our ego identities. We think we are those things, 
We think we are defined by the things that we are good at or that we can proudly say we do well. But you know what all that identification leaves behind? Your potential to grow. Because of your attachment to what already is, you keep out what could be. I see this everywhere and in myself. Things I'm afraid to try because I've never really stepped foot there. A lot of it is because of fear. Because of embarrassment. Because of possible judgment from others. What if I show up different than people expect me to be and what they have gotten so used to? And now they might see me as somebody that they've never seen me like. What if I'm not as good as I am in the beginning and others see that and judge me for it? And what if I can't stand my own judgment and I can't do it perfectly like I imagine myself? It's all fear. The only thing that saves me personally from completely being engulfed by my fear here is my willingness to not be good at first, to suck. My willingness to ask questions. My willingness to give someone else the power to be better than me and show me the way. My willingness to put myself in the shoes of a student. And I have and constantly reap the benefits of this willingness. Because it allows me to learn from everyone. And one moment of humbling yourself, that one moment, and listening fully and applying the advice of someone else can be the seed for you being looked at as an expert in a year or two or three or five or a decade later. But it has to start with those phases. So much of what you can be known for tomorrow is being held down and gated by this willingness to concede to the lack of knowledge that you have today, to accept it. And in that acceptance, you open the door for growth. Two years ago when I entered the gym, which was still a decade of being into fitness consistently. Two years ago when I entered this gym, I could have easily had an ego about what I knew and what I've done, but I didn't. And anytime I saw a free moment from a trainer, I asked them for tweaks and tips on specific movements that I had been practicing to make the exercise more efficient or more impactful. And today, two years after constantly doing that, I am now an amalgamation of 10 different trainers' knowledge and tidbits all into one person. Now the sum of all of their information that I possess and have practiced is greater than any one trainer or the person in the gym. If you go to any one of them, they won't be able to give you the wealth of information that I soaked up from all of them. All because I dialogued and asked for help and then was a good steward of that help because I actually took their advice and adjusted and incorporated it. And when people who help you see that you actually take their help, you're not just an asshole. You're not just going to take their advice and not do anything about it and waste their time. If they see that you are actually applying it, they're more willing to help you again. And this is unfortunately quite the polar opposite of what I see with most people in the gym. Trainers don't even go up to many people doing exercises wrong in the gym because of the rigidness that they have experienced with them. Because they themselves as trainers are humans have a heart and get upset when someone is given advice, when they take the effort to do it and they, the person just goes back and does it their own way, like the way that they wanted to do it in the first place, as wrong as it can be. And I see so many people who come to the gym regularly with good intentions and clearly are trying to put in effort, but won't humble themselves to ask for suggestions and then actually apply those suggestions. They just rather show up every day and do whatever they're doing and continue to do it. And then unsurprisingly, not see any results for months on end, if ever. 
and then on top of their bad form and poor exercise mechanics, they continue to look for what feeds their ego by adding more and more weight to the bar and do even worse movement patterns and to eventually get hurt or, again, not see any progress. Why? All because they could not accept themselves as a beginner. A part of them deludes themselves to think that they can keep up with everyone else around them. And even though reality is showing them that they haven't done the foundational work to do so. When I started squatting last year, I would put 10 pounds on each side or just squat the empty 45 pound bar. 15 pounds on each side was my top set for eight reps. That was the heaviest I ever went. I practiced this movement with those weights for months, no matter how much temptation from others or judgment that I might've been getting looking like the weak one. And today, even though I still can't keep up with the weights a lot of people lift, I'm comfortably squatting two plates with great form. This only happened because I allowed myself the time to suck. And I probably still suck, which means I keep the door open for suggestions and discussion. I don't automatically believe I am right. And I am always ready to step foot in the student shoes again. And this is a growth mindset. And with our generation having access to the best of the best at clicks of our fingers and living in a two-hour delivery world, 10-minute deliveries here in India, 10 minutes. People think that they should be just as easily as good as what they see online, just as amazing as the people they see, even though they can't see the buried glacier of work, sweat, and tears of 20 years that it took for them to become that overnight success. And this has created a fixed mindset in society where we quickly judge ourselves in what we're good at and not good at. And signing out of trying to be good at things altogether for the things that don't come naturally to us. My nephew won't even play soccer at lunch with his friends because he says I'm not good. And where he got the thinking that he should be good while standing on the sidelines is an interesting thing to ponder. Where he got that belief. How could you expect yourself to be good if you don't get in there and play? and suck, and miss shots, and mess up, and cause your team to lose sometimes, and fail, and feel that pressure to want to improve. You have to be willing to fail over and over again, and let that do its work on you. The people that win aren't the ones that don't fail, they're the ones that don't quit, that come back again. Not quitting is how you get good at anything, but we have a societal weakness of our beginner muscle. In The Life of Brian, the Monty Python movie, there's a scene that recalls a biblical story in which a beggar complains that Jesus cured him of his leprosy, making it harder for him to make a living begging now. He says, I was hopping along, minding my own business, and all of a sudden, up he comes and cures me. One minute, I'm a leper with a trade. Next minute, my livelihood is gone. Bloody do-gooder. We're so afraid to begin again. We'd rather keep our illnesses and ailments and disadvantages that allow us to continue begging, allow us to continue to get that handicap advantage. Instead of standing upright, full force, and take on a new but unknown world where we are not yet so comfortable in, we rather stay in our comfortable misery, in what is familiar, no matter how painful, because we have identified with it and gotten so used to that pain and in some ways, the devil you know is better than the desert you don't. Because the real problem is, the most painful thing is, is that when we uproot ourselves 
from what we think of ourselves, the most painful part is that unknown phase where we don't know who we are, we don't belong where we came from, and we don't belong to where we are going. And until then, we don't know who we are. And we fear having to roam the desert for 40 years just to rediscover and land again. And it's almost better to this part of us to stay in the tyranny we are familiar with than to go on that trek that is uncertain, that uncertain road that may or may not lead to liberation. So again, I ask you, what is your relationship with beginning again? Can you accept yourself as a budding baby artist or technician again? Can you allow yourself the grace to accept your need for improvement in that area? Can you then give yourself the time without seeing immediate results and gratification from the effort spent? Can you allow yourself to begin again? All that you can be lies behind the positive answer to these questions. Can you bear another beginning? I love you, family. Stay true always. I'll see you on the next show.